Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week five in the NFL. Um, Another week where, man, COVID's starting to hit a little bit, it feels like. It's making these uh, lineup decisions. If you're in a league that doesn't give you any kind of contingency plans for Tuesday night, you're just in a kind ah, man, it's, it's, it's rough, I would say. And then today we get the DAC injury, which is just never, never cool to see. Um, you feel for the guy. And shoot, I feel for him. Even, it even makes it even a worse situation knowing he doesn't have the long-term contract. And, you know, I don't think that will affect it, but it's still knowing he doesn't have that long-term deal. Oh man, that's where it makes it rough too. Like this is a guy who's about to the way he was playing. I mean, he's going to get all that money, right? And then I still yeah. think he does, but it just makes it even worse. It's just rough. I, I th- yeah, I mean, I think he gets paid, but I, you know, you think that it will affect it a little bit. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I mean, rough. It's just oh, rough. So, it's, and it, all, it all depends on what Dalton does too. Like as much as now yeah. you want Dallas to kind of do well, and you want Dalton to do well too for the most part, but if he does well in the system. Obviously, that hurts Dak, right? Yep. Because they say, "Oh, we can do it with you know with uh, different quarterbacks." It's not just like we don't need need you. And I know it's a crappy way to look at it, but you know they're gonna it's, quarterbacks are making so much money. It's yep. anything to save a million dollars, save a million dollars. And I I'm very interested to see what Dalton can do behind center now because you know he's another one kind of like Winston who took the cheap deal for a one year thing. I'm gonna play backup. Hopefully next year I have a more of an opportunity. He's yep. finally going to get some highlight reel stuff. He'll, you know, he'll tape again. And uh, he's an accurate quarterback. And with those three wide receivers, I think he can still do something. Mm-hmm. But it'll be very interesting. Yeah, so we might as well talk about this game first. So switch. I was good. That was probably going to be the last one. But we'll t- we talked about the Dallas game here. Sure. So, you know, Dak gets the injury. Dallas does, though, come back. They do get the 37-34 win there. They came back and got that thing. Um, Dak, while he was in there, was 14 and 21, 166. No touchdowns. He didn't have a pick, but it was early enough yet where you never know. I mean, that's the way the Cowboys have been playing. He probably was going to, you know, put up some points there. Um, Dalton did come in and go nine for 11 for 111. He was, he was efficient. He played well. But this is, I think, actually, in a weird way, um, it's going to help Zeke because the way I've, I've watched a lot of Cowboys games so far this year, watched a lot of, I have Zeke on my fantasy teams. So I watched a lot of this and it felt like this offense used to be catered around Zeke a lot more. And it wasn't that way, right? Mike McCarthy came in and we normally, I mean, you're, you're running the ball Zeke on first down, second down. That's seemed to be typical and that wasn't happening, but I got a feeling with uh, Andy Dalton, they're just going to switch up what they do a little bit in Zeke's numbers. Like he gets 19 carries today. I think you're going to see a lot more Zeke than you were. Um, so in that way, I guess it's good for Zeke owners. I'm just looking at, I don't want to say injuries are good for anybody because it just, it feels, it feels rough, but you know, this is fantasy. So fantasy wise, I think it should, it could be a plus for Zeke and we'll see how that goes. Wide receivers. Why? I don't know what it's going to do. I mean, I think Dalton's good and he's, he's, I think he's good enough. He didn't have these kind of weapons in Cincinnati ever. AJ green was a good one, but it never had this group of players like he does here. And um, C.D. Lamb, I think C.D. Lamb's a legit, legitimate star at this point already, early. Eight for 124, he can play. And, I mean, Cooper didn't do anything. Gallup did four for 73, didn't do a lot, but mainly off a 38-yarder. But 
Lamb's a star here. Dalton, I think, is going to be good enough to keep them in this, especially especially in the NFC East, which is terrible. So, oh yeah, yeah, without yeah. a doubt, I, I still think I, you know they're two and three, and they they have a long way to go with that defense. Obviously, giving up thirty four points to the New York Giants, but you know, besides for that, I think the offense will be fine. Andy Dalton was always an accurate quarterback. Maybe he's not as dynamic as someone like Dak. Oh, he, definitely he can't not, but... run. You know, it does change the playbook. You're not going to do that trick play where you're going to throw it to Dalton, right? Like, those yeah. are the kind of things you, you take out of the, the playbook. But you have a lot of weapons for him. So, I agree with you. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the wide receivers. I don't think a lot changes. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has been one of the more consistent ones. I do wonder if Cooper takes a step back. Um, just, you know, as far as like, he, he did have some good games. I, yep. I, I don't know what to do with them, but they're all playable. And, and yep. like you said, Zeke is, is the one that like the cornerstone, you're like, okay, you can still rely on him. Yeah. Um, what, as far as Andy Dalton goes, seeing what Dak was able to do, yeah. you know, he's not going to do that say, but no. how, uh, how willing are you to throw him into your lineup say next week? Uh, not, not terribly. I, I did, I guess I'm, I, I know, I mean, too much of Andy Dalton of last year. I mean, years past, he wasn't the worst fantasy option. He wasn't a, really a great fantasy option, but he was somebody you at least considered on a bye week fill-in type streaming situation. And this is a good offense. He's, he's, this is a, probably a better situation that he's been in offensively. So it's there, there's, um, it's, he's going to be worth a look. It, it's going to be matchup based, but he's going to be worth a look, especially in the NFC East, though. He's going to have a lot of good matchups. So he's going to probably, yeah, you're, he's going to be down on the list of on, of streamers. I think so. I think he will be. Um, Giants. Let's talk about the Giants real quick. Daniel Jones, 222 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He has not thrown a touchdown since week one. How does an NFL quarterback not throw a touchdown in four weeks? That's bad. Yeah, and they I scored mean, 34 points. And, and they scored 34 points, and he still didn't get – I mean, I don't know. So it's he's not that good. Evan Ingram ran one in, thank God, because if you start Evan Ingram, he had one catch for 16 yards. He just he ran he ran one in. You know, I say Devontae Freeman, he he didn't look bad. He um showed there's a little something there yet with Devontae Freeman. Um, not not spectacular, but there's at least something there. And you know what? He's gonna be the guy for them, it looks like, even though they're a bad team. If anything, he's the guy. Um, I guess so. If you need if you're down on your luck and need to play Devontae Freeman. There could be a lot worse options out there. So, oh, then a good game from Darius Slayton, eight for one twenty-nine. Which it's going to be hard to have good games though with uh, Daniel Jones as your quarterback. Yeah, I think that one's kind of like that uh, that warning sign when you see someone like that go over hundred yards. You want to cheer for him. You want to like throw him on your bench. You want to like stream him. But I, I am hesitant, besides for Devontae Freeman, like you said, just because of the sheer volume and you hope he gets in the end zone like he did today, even though, you know, not overly impressive, but he wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I, I hesitate to throw anyone from this team on, you know, on my, into the roster because yep. I just think that uh, Dallas Cowboys too, their, their defense is really, really rough. <laughs> like they give up points everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was the best case scenario. So I, I, I don't want people to get too high of, um, you know, an idea of what Darius Slayton is able well, to do on this offense. It does show that, I mean, the Cowboys gave up 34 in this one. I know one was a, um, what was an interception, I believe return from not mistaken. It was a so, defense, yeah. so, so still either way. So even they gave up 27 points other than that. Um, they're, they're a bad defense. <laughs> they're just a bad defense if they're giving up that to the giants. So 
they're not very good. All right. How about uh, Panthers, Falcons? Panthers get the 23-16 win. I'm surprised as we're recording this, Dan Quinn still has a job. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. I thought I was watching the end of that game. And um, what's their, what's their, what's their owner's name? Arthur blank, I believe something like that. You know, he's sitting there on the sideline. Actually. I thought he was about to fire Quinn there before he walked off the field. He was like, he was sitting there watching. I know he, I know he watches on the sideline often, but I, I really thought he was going to get fired as they, um, as they left the field, but he still has his, still has his job, I guess for now, but uh, Panthers uh, get that win with two touchdowns from Bridgewater, 313 yards. That's very solid. Very solid for Teddy Bridgewater. I always I underestimate Teddy Bridgewater a lot, but that was pretty good for him. And yeah, I mean, don't get ahead of yourself either. Like we went. It was from good. The, it was good. Oh, it's a bad defense. It's a bad defense. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he, he's you know he's a fine quarterback. He's not he's not bad by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but he's also not a difference maker. He had a good game, but it was against a bad defense. I'm waiting for him to do it against you know a, at least a, a medium, like an average yeah. NFL defense, whatever that may be. And I, the one thing. And I, I hold true to this because I, we kind of went off on a tangent last week about DJ Moore. And my whole thing was like, hey, I would be willing to part ways with him because I don't believe in this offense, what they're going to do. Look, he had a good game today. I think this is a perfect time to try to ship him. That is me. I know you're a bigger fan. What do you think about that? Because I, he does it, what, 93 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I don't think you can get the – I just don't know if the value's there, honestly. Um I, it maybe maybe it is. I just don't feel like there's value. I don't think in general there's been ever been like a lot of value for DJ Moore. You know, he was solid last year, but I don't know. I don't think there's a lot out there. But maybe you can try to um, shop him. He only had five targets today, though, compared yeah. to Robbie I mean, Anderson's thirteen. I know uh, Robbie Anderson has turned into kind of the clear cut number one mm-hmm. option on that offense. Uh, maybe and maybe it's not a one for one deal. Maybe you know, but maybe yeah. DJ Moore is a great sweetener in order to kind of get the person you really want a two for one mm-hmm. you know dj moore is still you know it's still a name people do yeah. like him and I, but you're probably yeah. right i don't know if there is a one for one scenario in there i do like him i like dj moore yeah but he's not that wide receiver one i was hoping he could possibly be he's not that it's just not there right now and yeah robbie yeah. anderson eight for 112 solid game for him again but mike davis is doing his best christian mccaffrey impression Man. Yeah, he keeps turning out good performances. Yeah. And I, here, here's my only word as a Christian McCaffrey owner. <laughs> uh, when he mm. comes back, I mean, if, if Mike Davis is able to do this on that team, obviously I believe that CMC will step right back in. He'll do wonderfully. Do you think that – I mean, there are three and two. They're like in it, so they're going to yeah. use Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey quite a bit. But do you think that Mike Davis, because he showed that he's capable, will cut into the carries, the catches, whatever it may be? Um, I would because, hey why not try to keep CMC a little more healthy I would think so um it's like Matt Rule we don't, we don't have a lot of history with him as an NFL coach obviously so I don't really know what his philosophy is going to be but I do believe Mike Davis has earned earned some some time and some some touches um I, it's still McCaffrey's McCaffrey right then you hear these people these uh idiots out there just call me idiots i don't know what's called <laughs> basically this is this this um shows in a way mccaffrey wasn't as good as people thought and it's just the offense oh, I've, you know, <laughs> I've seen some of that crap too, where, like you yeah. know the uh like tom brady's a system quarterback yeah yeah and you're kind of like okay slow down like yeah. you, you don't you don't turn in those kind of performances if, if that's all it is and yeah, yeah if a running back has a good offensive line and a good scheme they're going to do better right well, but you can say that about any good well, running back i, I think mean, talk about todd Gurley on the other yeah. side of the ball yeah, he had a really good game today. 
Yeah. And, exactly. and look, he, he goes up and down year to year, but that is completely due to team and whatnot. So it, it does not take anything away from CMC just because Mike Davis was able to be successful totally. in this offense. Mike Davis is no slouch. He's been a, he's been a solid running back. He just was in Chicago last year. He didn't do much, but Chicago just isn't great. They weren't, they were terrible yeah. last year, you know, but let's be honest. Did you think that he was going to do this well? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, okay. Like, I was going to say, at like, all. you like, say he's not a slouch, but I was like, like mm, I knew, I, I knew he was really, we knew he was at least, he was at least capable of, um, I thought it was more going to be like just a volume thing, you know, with enough volume, he still would be viable, but not like I with the, the volume, he'd actually be good, which is crazy. Yeah. I, I did not that. know that they were going to, I did not know they were going to use him as, uh, as well, or as much as CMC in the passing game. I think that's where I really just didn't think that they were going to be like, we're not changing anything. Yep. You're just going to play that role. And he had nine catches today. I mean, 60 yards and a touchdown. That is almost more – I mean, that is more impressive to me than the 16 carries for 89 yards, even though it's, you know, five-and-a-half yard per average, which is great by any metric. Um, Hey, I'm I'm really impressed by that. But overall, you know, it feels like the running back is great. Robbie Anderson has turned into a very solid Mm – I don't know what you would call him, a wide receiver two – you know, I'd have, uh, you know to, and I'd have to watch more of the Panthers to really see what's happening. Is, is it just the number one corner is on DJ Moore and it's just freeing up Anderson? It might be. I know it was last week Patrick Peterson was on DJ Moore, but and that's fine. If that's going to happen for Robbie yeah, Anderson, that's, it's great. It's yeah, great for him. I was say, so that's definitely part of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, obviously people are still more afraid of DJ Moore because Robbie Anderson has been doing this mm-hmm. consistently, you know, all five weeks pretty much. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see if that does change or if, hey, maybe Teddy Bridgewater just really trusts him and he, you know, they have a, they vibe when he's coming out of his cuts, he kind of sees it happening. Robbie Anderson, once again, he was able to be decent or relevant. I'll just say mm-hmm. relevant on, you know, New York Jets, which is hard to do. So once again, it's kind of one of these guys that you, you doubt because he was on a bad team, but he, once again, he's proving yeah. he can be a very valuable asset. Um, for the Falcon, actually, before we get to the Falcons, hey, Jeff, uh, Lakers are up 24 right now. Yeah, I was, uh, how you feel about that? Oh, I really wanted a force a game seven, but that does not look good. It's just under a minute or a minute or two minutes left in the first half. Not, not bad. All right. Falcons, Matt Ryan has been really bad for the last three weeks. He has not thrown a touchdown in the last two weeks, and he only threw one the week before. Um, I know in our league, I traded Matt Ryan for a defense last week, and people kind of looked at that like, oh, what's going on? Why would you trade a quarterback for a defense? But um, I think that defense has probably been better the last two weeks in scoring-wise than Matt Ryan even has. And I don't know what the is, – is it Julio? Is it just not having Julio out there? Has um, I, Honestly, I think that's a lot to do with it. Without Julio, Julio opens things up for everybody and Rid- Ridley still oh, have a good numbers but it just Julio is just such a good player and I, I I'm gonna give Matt Ryan the benefit of the doubt that that's what's going on yeah I think I think he'll be okay and Matt Ryan is you know he's he has been a little up and down throughout his career usually year to year not necessarily game to game but hey we know that he can sling it we know that he can do pretty good and um, I, you know remember only a week ago or so when people were freaking out about Kelvin Ridley and been like you know yeah. You know, how much do you trust him and, and whatnot? If it is, uh, if it look what he was able to do today. Yeah, eight for one hundred and thirty-six. Like he is mm-hmm. fine. Like, do not do not panic with him. Yep. And Todd Gurley looked more. That's that's the Todd Gurley we remember. Even though it's in a loss, there's still at least some signs. Like if, if Julio gets healthy, I can see this offense being good. But they're zero and five. It's just uh, it's weird. Yeah, I, that actually worries me more. It worries me 
to have a bad Atlanta team in a COVID uh, year where, especially with Todd Gurley and, and aging assets, right? Like you have Julio Jones, you have Matt Ryan, you have Todd Gurley. Mm, yeah, I, it worries me as in when do you say, hey, let's pack it up and play for next year. We can get the younger guys involved more. I, I do worry about that a bit. Yep. Lakers are up 30 now. Oh, that, make, make it 28. Butler's <laughs> just waiting, waiting in the wings. He's going to come <laughs> bring him back. All right. How about we move over to Raiders Chiefs? Raiders beat the what? Chiefs 40 to 32. What a game on that one. Man, Gruden, Gruden's <laughs> doing some coaching. Yeah. You know, Gruden's doing a good job here. He, he I really mean, is. I would go above and beyond. I say yeah. great. And he he's had injuries. He doesn't have the most talented team, and he's doing what he needs to in order to win. Yep. They're playing pretty good defense. Their offense is, I mean, they're they're rushing the ball very effectively, and the passing game has, like, beyond like my imagination of what it actually could be. Because you look at who they have, you know, as a wide receiving core, and knowing that Ruggs was hurt for a big part of it, you know, their number one got hurt for the season right away. You know, their young buck coming in was hurt. I don't even know if he, I'm not sure if he played in this game or not. And so what you have Darren Waller, and you're kind of like, and Hunter Renfro, and you're kind of like, all right. Be productive. I'm very like blown away by how well the Raiders did. And this is the cherry on top. Even if they didn't win this game, I would have been very impressed with what they were able to do. But this is, I mean, what they were talking about how this is the first loss for KC in, in almost a calendar year. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. So a very, very cool game. I'm glad to see it. Derek Carr, three touchdowns, one interception, 347 yards. He had a very good game. Josh Jacobs did what Josh Jacobs yeah. does, right? They rushed him a lot. 23 carries, 77 yards, and two touchdowns. You know he's the guy you want on that team. And then other than that, you know, Aguilar, Waller, and Ruggs all get a touchdown. Henry Ruggs is that deep threat. We finally got to see it now that he's a little bit healthy. Yeah. Oh, what is your thought on him moving forward? I, I, you know, he has that speed, and he's going to get big touchdowns like this. Just want to see more targets. Only three targets today. But I think that's going to come. That's going to come. He showed, he showed enough in that little bit there that this guy could, he could play, obviously, right? He, he had the 72-yarder, and then what was the other one? Um, the other one was like a 46-yarder. So, I mean, that is – that's imp- all you need is two catches a day if you're just going to get a 72-yarder and a 46-yarder. 40, I'll, I'll see more t- – I think the targets are going to come for him. Do you think – and you look at this team, and obviously part of it is what I talked about with injury and everything like that, but you look at this – and the amount of targets they spread over a large yeah. amount of people. I, I mean, I'm looking Crazy. at, what, 12 names at least. I'm, I can't I'd count, count them really quick. But um, Waller has seven. Other than that, you have, like, Jalen Richard who had five, and then it goes yeah. down from there. Like, yep. no one has a, a huge portion of this. Like, Waller is pretty safe, as many targets yes, as he can get. But Ra- do you believe that is the game plan, or are they waiting for someone to establish themselves? You know, if, if Ruggs proves himself, they're going to – I think Gruden's going to want to have the ball go to Ruggs. I just, no, and John, or John Gruden, it feels like that's something he'd like to do. But obviously this is part of the game plan, spread the ball around. I mean, Alec Ingold had four targets. He was the third leading on targets. Like, you know, it's going everywhere. But in the same thing, I mean, they're not just using Jacobs either. They're getting Devontae Booker in on running a little bit, seven carries, and Booker had a 43-yarder there. Um, you know, they're just doing the things right way right now on this team. I like it. It's, it's really going to go, though, with Derek Carr. If Derek Carr can play like this, you know, Las Vegas, which is still weird, Las Vegas is going to be good, you know, much better than we thought. So, 
Yeah. Um, okay. So other side of the ball, yeah. what, what is the takeaway from the Casey loss? It's really just the defense, I guess, needs to be better because the offense was okay. I mean, not okay. Mahomes, this is like the, the worst day you'll ever see from Mahomes with that 22 of 43. <laughs> that's poor. That's that, that, that completion percentage is terrible. He still turns it into 340 and two touchdowns. He threw a pick, and, but he did run in for a touchdown as well. But this is the worst you're going to get from him. And, you know, you'll take it fantasy-wise. He was still fine. It's just, you know, this is, he's not going to get worse than this. The other thing is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 80 total yards, though, only 10 carries. You know, we had that big opening game, you know, what was that, that Thursday night, and everyone was just, you know, wow, this is going to be a massive year for Edwards-Alaire. And it hasn't been that since. Since that night, that opening game, where he went 25 carries for 138. I mean, he's caught the ball enough to make some of these worthwhile. But rushing the ball, he was 10 for 38, 20 for 64, 16 for 64, 10 for 40. Not that that hasn't. It's not like they did opening game. I'll say that. So, and what is your feeling solid. about? Yeah, what is your feeling about him? Right. Be, well, I'm not worried. I'm always- I'm always looking for trades or trade appeal. Obviously, he's a huge name, and he has a, a big upside. See, but the, would you rather go for a proven commodity at this point and, I think and it's, leverage his name brand I, right now? I just don't know what you trade for. That's the problem right now with fantasy football in 2020. Where, where do you go? I mean, right. in my rankings this week, I had James Robinson and Mike Davis in my top 10. Like, wh- where do you go? Like, Zeke? I mean, you got Zeke and Kamara and Cook, but no one's trading you those three for Edward Delaire right now. What, what, what else is there? I, I just don't know what it is. I, I honestly don't know how you make that deal. And even at the wide receiver level, who, do you, who would you trade him for a wide receiver right now? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is awesome, but no one's going to trade you DeAndre Hopkins probably. I mean, where do you go? I don't even know what you do. Uh, I think you have to hold him because he is the guy, even though he only had 10 carries. Darrell Williams only had one. There's no one else. It's, it's all him. So I think it'll correct itself. I just don't think there's anything you can do about it. You just have to play him. And, I mean, he's going to be fine. I'm not saying he's not been bad for fantasy. It's just not been opening game week. No, one, no, without a doubt. That's, that's why I was yeah. wondering. But, yeah. but you make a good point. It's like, what can you get for him? But, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. But what about something like um, a team that's floundering? They, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Would you trade – Edward yeah, that's Delaire for Christian McCaffrey. You're going to lose out on a, I don't know how many more weeks it's going to be out, but you know, I couldn't do it yet. That, assume two more. I would, I would need more info on McCaffrey. You gotcha. know, I just, right now it's too up in the air. It feels like, but, um, and then rest for the chiefs. I say Kelsey was eight for one Oh eight and touchdown. So, you know, he's great. And Tyreek Hill three catches 78 yards and ran one in. So, you know, and uh, Sammy Watkins, I believe got a touchdown catch, but he also got hurt. So that's not a surprise. Yeah, about <laughs> that's what we've come to expect from what I guess. Yep. Uh, Cardinals, Jets, Cardinals win easy, 30 to 10. Jets are really, really bad at football. Um, Joe Flacco isn't really going to do much for you. So, Kyler Murray, you know, he, he's he, um, is he could be better, he could be a better quarterback. There's still some things there, but he turns it into 380 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick rushes the ball 31 yards and a touchdown for fantasy. He's still great. I, he still has some work as a, as an NFL quarterback, but Deandre Hopkins is going to um, <laughs> hide a lot of those flaws. I mean, one drive back to back, just ridiculous catches from Hopkins. One of them for a touchdown six for one thirty one and touchdown. Just, just great. He was Hopkins is amazing. And that's going to make Kyler look good all year. On the ground, Drake got himself a touchdown to make him make it so it wasn't so terrible. 
18 carries, 60 yards, 3.3 yards per carry. Ugly, but it got a touchdown. Chase Edmonds only ran the ball three times. One of them was a 29-yard touchdown. You keep waiting for the day. Like, are the, are the touches going to come around a little bit there, make it a little more even? Drake is not, like, running away with this battle, that's for sure. He is just not – he just doesn't look very good. He, he doesn't. No, Ed, Edmonds deserves a shot. I was going to say, every game Edmonds gets closer and closer, and this one – Especially, he did, he did very well with all three touches he got. But he he, well, he, had, he had the five catches. Him in, he had the five say, catches. Fifty six. Yeah, he outplayed him in the receiving game. Yep. Yeah, and that is very important to know because this team. I mean, they played the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. So at, near the end, you can run the ball a lot. But you know, in, until Kyler kind of pulls it together, I mean, three hundred eighty yards is impressive. But when you only can get in, you know, throw one touchdown from that, a little bit of a red flag as far as you know, just being young and and not knowing how to get it done in the red zone at the moment. But because of that, you have to believe that the back who catches the ball is going to be more productive in the majority of these games. In my mind, I think Edmonds is going to be one of those guys where, uh, you know, you see the tide turning. Oh, for the Jets, uh, Joe Flacco is – I don't really care about Joe Flacco. <laughs> J- Jamison Crowder is just putting together good game after good game. And this is – is this what we expect now for him? Eight for 116? This is his year so far. Seven for 115, seven for 104, eight for 116. 13 targets, 10 targets, 10 targets. That's Jamison Crowder. And yeah. he's he is a lot better than I expected and, you know – he, I don't see why it's not why it's not going to continue. He's done it three games now, and this is exactly what he's done for three games. Yeah, with different quarterbacks yeah. too. I mean, it's part Very of the good. part of the offense, yeah. right? Yeah, I 100 percent agree. I, Jamison Crowder would be great to have on your team, especially in yep. PPR, and you know, on top of that. Uh, yeah, I don't like to have Jets players necessarily, but he is Crowder. Sure I'd be okay with. Very good. Yeah, I'm absolutely good with him. Le'Veon Bell well, uh, in a so, pinch because. Yeah. You know, you need you need running back help. So would if um if someone were to present Le'Veon Bell with a time machine, would he use it and go back and not leave Pittsburgh? <laughs> I, I would think so. Yeah. He would still be turning out really good games, as oh, we've man. seen from Connor and, and everything. I, I mean, mean I, I don't think it's worth I don't think it's worth the uh I don't know, maybe you won a few pride points or whatever it may be. Yeah, like he feels I mean, good about himself to walk away from a situation he didn't really like. But I have to believe that he was like, mm, maybe, maybe not a great, <laughs> great move. And Antonio Brown, same question to Antonio Brown. I think he takes it too. Well, I think he's kind <laughs> of a crazy person, so he would say no. But yeah, absolutely. Or how about this? How about you just don't run away from the Raiders when they're a year away from being <laughs> yeah, yeah, a team? Yeah, but Bell, Bell just he he wanted so much money, and the only team willing to give him to him was the Jets. And that right there should have just showed him. That should have told him all he needed to know. When the only yeah, well, <laughs> it should show you that most teams don't overpay their yeah. their running backs. Yeah. <laughs> you just and then, can't have a good team doing that. Uh, Chris Herndon is not a thing. So stop talking about Chris Herndon, people. So he's he's just not a thing. <laughs> Two for twenty four. All right. Oh, speaking of the Steelers, Steelers win thirty eight twenty nine. So oh, um, and the big story I've been here for this moment: <laughs> Chase, Chase Claypool. What a what a game! What a game! Like. Seven for 110, three touchdowns. He even ran the ball in for one. And there was another one. I think he got called for like an offensive pass interference or something or something on it. But still, the, he caught it. it. It would have been – I think he might have even stepped out, but it was close to not. It would have been another touchdown. Just the – just he seemed just like 
I just a freaking he's a grown man really out there you know what I mean just he's like a big dude yeah. he just man he was good he was good and Ben Roethlisberger you know Juju Juju doesn't exist to Ben anymore right it's it's Chase Claypool now like that was that was impressive that was an yeah. impressive Chase day Claypool is gonna obviously be like the number one waiver pickup right oh yeah for sure or you could have just had him and and because- yeah and actually actually had him in your starting lineup yeah, like, right. so I'm, I'm feeling good man i'm gonna steal a win this week because of him so you know buoy but i'm so glad out of the only good thing like only really the only good thing about all these injuries and this weird year is we do get to see some of these rookies probably performing a little quicker than they normally would right unless you're yep. odell that one year we throw out but like him justin jefferson um you know, obviously, Alaire and, and the yeah. running backs of that nature. But uh, it's great to see this because you can really figure out who is going to keep going, who is maybe a keeper if you have those kind of rules in your league. Uh, Chase Claypool jumped to the top of the list. I mean, if he is able to do this, he obviously he, he jumped to number two, like option on that team behind Juju, maybe. But what – I mean, I've asked you this many times today, but what do you see for the – you know the rest of the year for Chase Claypool after for I mean it was actually a historic <laughs> the amount like four touchdowns the amount you have to go back in order to find the the rookie to do that or even like you know yeah. anyone it, it doesn't yeah. happen all that often what do you see for Claypool I mean he's not going to score four touchdowns every week but is he the number one now or I don't want to be too um reactionary on this okay I it's I don't want to be caught in the moment of just this awesome game but a couple things that go along with this. Juju Smith-Schuster has really not been impressive this year. He's been six for six. The first week he had the six for 69, but he got the two touchdowns. So we were like, okay, it's going to be good. He, after that, he went seven for 48, four for 43, did get a touchdown, but then four for 28. It's been three games under 50 yards. And even the one game was under 70. Ah, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say like right away that Claypool is their number one, but I mean it's not gonna take much. And Juju, maybe Juju's better suited to have a guy like Claypool out there. Maybe this will help Juju. He was obviously great when he had Antonio Brown as his number one with him. We'll see. I mean, and then you got to think there's still Deontay Johnson, which is just means when when he's healthy, like I mean he went out of this one, but if he's healthy, and this is a great receiving group here. I'm not gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be like this every week with Claypool. Not this every week, but I'm not. I'm not ready to say he's the number one yet. But it won't take much, honestly. It'll take like one more week where I see him just completely involved and getting everything and be like, oh yeah, it, it happened. He's that guy already. It won't take much. But Juju, I mean, just really hasn't been much going on there. No, no, it hasn't. And um, as far as the run game too, they try to get a lot of different people involved. It's a different looking Steelers team as far as rushing usually they get one guy and they give him all of the carries and yeah James Conner got 15 but they gave Benny Snell seven and then they you know four other guys got to rush the ball as well uh James Conner still got a touchdown and then he caught a few for 25 yards so he had a fine fantasy day but um I don't know does is this kind of worrying if you're a James Conner owner just because of the the change in in the way they play call a little bit you know, a little bit because, I mean, if this is going to work, they're going to be able to throw the ball around like this. And James Conner is not really impressing. You know, they're going to they're gonna give other people some work. and Which, yeah, that's, a, that's not normal for Mike Tomlin, right? 
it's just not the way they usually do things either getting seven carries to a backup but Connor needs to be better than that I mean yeah 15 for 44 and one of them was a 25 yard run so he had 14 carries for 19 yards yeah, I was say he, he averaged 2.9 on yeah. the day. If yep. you take that one run away, it was even worse. Yep. Um, on the Eagles side of things, Carson Wentz not playing really good this year. Um, 258, two touchdowns, two picks. Miles Sanders, 11 carries, 80 yards, but in two touchdowns, that looks really good, right? And then you look at one of his, one of his uh, touchdowns was a 74-yarder, so his other 10 carries were for six yards. But you know what? Fantasy-wise, that's 80 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah, it was a good day I, there. And one of them was another touchdown, so it was a short yardage True. situation. I still, like, wholeheartedly believe in Miles Sanders. And yeah. I know at this point you're just dealing with talent and, and how, mm-hmm. who else they have on their team. I yep. think Miles Sanders is still very, very solid. I would – I mean, if – he had a good game, right? Two touchdowns, he's not going to – but if, if he ever wavers or if the owner is wavering – I like him as a uh, as a trade, you know, partner because I feel like he's not quite in that top tier, but I think he can put up those kind of numbers. Yeah. Then, receiving wise for the Eagles, um, what's his name? Travis Fulgham, ten yeah. for one fifty two in a touchdown. He just played his first game for them last week after they picked him up. I think right before that. This is a former Detroit Lion who they just released. Um, I think he also was picked up by the Packers this offseason, possibly, and was released. Wait, you know what? I don't know. This is crazy. Last week he did catch a touchdown. He had a nice, nice catch too. But this is um, that was impressive. I just don't know what to make of that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that Chase Claypool will get all the recognition. First of all, he is a freak. I love Chase Claypool, but he went seven for one hundred and ten. Travis Fulgham went ten for one hundred and fifty-two, and yeah. he was he, his long was only thirty-one. It wasn't one big bomb. Thirteen like, targets. Just a very good outing. Yeah. So I am. I don't know what to think of him either right now. I have to do my research before you know, before I I kind of figure out it, waivers. It's kind, of, but it's kind of out of nowhere. So yeah, but I mean, talk about a, a way to establish yourself or get some yep. recognition. Very interesting on a team that desperately needs wide receivers. We're waiting for it. People were talking about maybe Greg Ward or, or you know, let's wait for Jackson to get healthy or you know, Elshon Jeffrey. Yep. You know, if, if he is the real deal or if he is a decent wide receiver, uh, yeah. he'll be thrown in there and get a lot of work. So he might, he's going to be a, a great waiver ad, possibly, even though we don't know a lot about him. Uh, Rams beat um, the football team 30-10. to 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, Goff throws 309, two touchdowns, pick. You know, the Rams are good this year. They, they figured something out. You, you just knew Sean McVay was a good enough coach to figure out something right it was going to be different but he'd figure something out so this one this is just like this running back (laughs) carousel they got going on here so it was malcolm brown at the beginning then daryl henderson looked great and even today he did get um he got two touchdowns today one one running one receiving but he didn't necessarily look that great on the ground he had 15 carries along a seven you know for 38 yards and then Cam Akers comes in. He he had nine carries, but bus went out for forty six yards. So it looks looks a lot better with the sixty one total yards. And then the talk after this one is they're going to get Akers more involved next week. So I don't know what to think about these. I, I really I want to see Akers, but I don't I don't know how you can trust even starting any of them. Not Malcolm Brown for sure is like not a thing anymore, right? But we say that, and then it, next week you'll be the leading receiver yeah. or running back or you know rusher for him. I don't know. 
And I think what we had talked about earlier on and we questioned, is this a new direction of, you know, the Los Angeles Rams as far as spreading the ball out? You don't have a guaranteed, like guaranteed guy. You don't have a wide receiver one, wide receiver two. You just say, you know, everyone is capable of catching it. Let's run plays that is going to beat the defense, whatever that may be at the time. Yep. And that's exactly what they've continued to do. I mean, even on the receiving end, you've already talked about the carousel of a three-headed beast as far as running back. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who's in the backfield. We'll hand it to whoever is there. And then the receiving crew is the same thing. Tyler Higby only had two catches. Uh, Josh Reynolds had two catches. Cooper Cup had five. Woods had four. Gerald Everett had four. And if you look too, the majority of everyone's yards came on one big catch. And no right. one overdid it, right? Like uh, Gerald Everett, a little bit different, but he had four receptions for 90 yards. You know, looks pretty decent for a tight end. His long was 40. Robert Woods had 71 yards. His long was 56. Cup, 66 yards. His long was 49. Mm-hmm. So it is very difficult to figure out who is going to do well, who's going to get in the end zone, which is great for the Rams, but bad for fantasy owners that cannot figure out who or when or what the – the idea behind the offenses, which once again, mm-hmm. great for them, bad for us. I, I can't trust anyone on that team. I, you have to play them if you have them, but they're another one that I, I would like to get away from because that situation is not uh, fantasy friendly. Tell me if this is a good player. Okay. Three, three catches for 40 yards, five for 54, two for 40, three for 20, two for 12. Is that a good player? I'm not playing this game. Is this Tyler Higby? Yeah, it's Tyler. Higby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So, you know what? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I was wrong about him. I thought that he was. Uh, I thought they would continue go, to go to him. But um, hey, like I said, it's kind of hurting everyone at this well, point. And Everett is looking better, which yeah. is cool for them. But well, we'll find out. Higby will have big games again. Yes. Everyone that, on the team will. Week, week two, he had the three touchdowns, right? Since week two, in those three touchdowns, he's gone two for 40 off two targets, three for 20 off four targets, and two for 12 off two targets. Just, yep. He's not there. He's not, well, not doing Next much. week, because people will forget about him, he'll have right. another two touchdowns because they'll throw, like, little dump-offs to him or whatnot. So, yep. yeah. But, anyway, jump into the well, other side. That's a mess. Yeah, I was going to say Washington. I don't even – I mean, so Kyle Allen starts, gets hurt. Alex Smith comes in. Allen was able to come back, but they still played Smith. Smith wasn't good. Allen wasn't really – Allen was better than Smith. Alex Smith hasn't played in a few years, and the last time he played, his his leg was nearly amputated. So, you know, he was about to have to – he was about to lose his leg after that game. So, just not, not much there. And because of that, it makes it difficult for the rest to do anything. Antonio Gibson only gets 11 for 27, 5 for 24 catching. McLaurin can't get going. Just it's it's ugly. That's just ugly all around. It's just it, you know I don't have much hope for him. The the hope for Washington was that Dwayne Haskins made made some kind of like leap, and obviously that's that's done and over with. He's they're talking about he's going to be traded now. Um, it's done. That's it. I don't have any faith in anybody on that team unless maybe Kyle Allen. He he was good enough, I guess, last year to make the Panthers have some, you know, decent fantasy options, right? With you know, McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So maybe there's that, but I don't like it. So I don't yeah. know. But yeah. the only takeaway from, I mean, besides for how bad they were, the only takeaway is good for Alex Smith. He got, he got yeah, out exactly. there. He, that was cool. He come back. He could have easily retired after that scare. Yeah. So that is like a, on the opposite side of like the terrible deck injury. Yep. Good for Alex Smith. That's a feel good story. I know it's not fantasy relevant, but yep. you know, as a football fan, you have to feel really good about it. Yeah. 
Oh, Ravens beat the Bengals 27-3. Lamar Jackson, he has not been MVP, Lamar Jackson, this year. But, the, I mean, the Ravens are 4-1, so I know they don't really care too much. But for fantasy, he has just not been that just amazing player this year. In 19 for 37, 182 touchdowns a pick. It's just the running's not there this year. Two for two carries for three yards. And maybe that's just by design this year. They just don't want to risk it, right? They don't they want to win. They they'd only care about winning the Super Bowl, right? They're gonna be in the playoffs. Right. Why why risk it now if you don't need to? And I think that's what we're we might not see those big, huge Lamar Jackson games. Even last week, where the rushing was like back and away, it was really because of one carry. It was it. So it's, yeah, I think, and you do have to have a, a relatively good team in order because you, they are going to use him sparingly, right? Why are you going to yep. use it when you're up 17 at half, when it was 17 to zero? No, I'm not going to run it with my star player. Like, let's try to figure some stuff out. Let's run it with other players, get Mark Ingram involved. Let's try stuff. And hey, our defense happens to be really good too. Yep. Like we know that Cincinnati is not going to move the ball on us. Let's not, you know, let's not outsmart ourselves. So yep. it, it, the last two weeks, honestly, has been that way. I mean, was it last week that they played RG3 in the fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah. So, hey, look, he's not even playing full games right now. And, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, do you care? No, it, his points are his points in fantasy. But I do think bigger things are coming. Um, but he was just okay, and that is what it's been so far. And this is coming yes. from a guy that has him. But I do believe that he will return to that, you know, top three discussion. Well, I mean, you know, and Dak is no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, you know, he's, he's going to be coming back around to being a, a proven commodity. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. Maybe not MVP like we saw last year, but I think he will have some giant games. And, hey, he had a, a very, like a decent game. And I think this is probably like what you're looking for, like floor. Yep. Um, Lamar – or Lamar. Uh, Mark Ingram led him in carries, 11 for 57. I mean – J.K. Dobbins is clearly their number three back right now, even though he took his one carry for 34 yards today, three for 21. You know, it's, it's, not, as, uh, it's not as impressive, I'll say. We you know that's what we said, but Marquise Brown, six for 77, touchdown. Andrew, six for 56, and touchdown. So, you know, we'll see how this goes as the year goes on. Bengals, just an ugly game. Not much you can do here. Mixon gets himself 24 carries, only turns it into 59. He had six for 35 through the air. T. Higgins. Four for 62, Boyd four for 42. A.J. Green goes down with an injury. Um, yeah, yeah, just ugly, uglier for the Bengals. Not much, not much going on there. All right, uh, g- g- let's see here. What do we got? Jaguars, Texans. Texans get the first win of the year without Bill O'Brien as their coach. Sean Watson looked pretty decent, I guess, fantasy-wise. He threw two picks, but 359 and three touchdowns. Brandon Cooks came alive after doing nothing last week. He gets eight for 161 and a touchdown. I just I don't trust it yet, though. I'll say that. I, I know Cooks has this in him, but we'll, I need to see a little bit more from him. Fuller, four for 58, a touchdown. David Johnson, you know, decent on the ground, 17 carries, 96 yards. Just a better offensive day for them, you know. They're going against Jacksonville, though, so Jacksonville's just not very good. And I'll say the Jacksonville side, Minshew, 301, two touchdowns, no picks. James Robinson, this was probably his worst day. You know, 70 total yards, no touchdowns. Chenault, seven for 79, still still involved there. So, and what, uh, did, did Shark go down with an injury in that one? I think I, yeah, he did, right? 
I was yeah. gonna say, I believe so. Um, yeah. I was, when you, when you look and he only has you know yeah, three catches, did. four targets. But it was in the like, fourth. Yeah. No, it was in the fourth though. It was. It was in the fourth. Was, he didn't. So, yeah. He didn't have a great game. I mean, no one did. Yeah. But you should. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Shark this year either. He's gonna. He's very up and down. I this whole thing. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, uh, there's some interesting players in both of these teams, but I don't believe in both of them. I don't really even believe in Deshaun Watson. I don't know what this offense is really going to be. No. The only bright side is because Brandon Cooks is worth very little right now. Yeah. That, you know, he might even be on waivers and stuff. So he's worth a, a stash and figure out what's going on. But other than yeah. that, I mean, it's very – Um, I don't think this game told us a lot, but there were no. some good performances. How about uh, Dolphins 49ers? And, wow, what happened here? Uh, <laughs> I don't Dolphins win 43-17. Uh, Garoppolo, maybe they brought him back too early from that injury, or maybe he's just not very good. I don't know what to think here. But the 49ers are 2-3 and three now. Dolphins with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick throws, puts together one of his good ones, 350 and three touchdowns. And he's going to have these games from you know time to time. So really solid game from Fitzpatrick. And you know a lot of people were the beneficiary of it. I'd say Preston Williams, four for 106 and touchdown. Gusecki five for 91 one was a 70 yarder and then Parker only a two for 50 but he caught a touchdown so Preston Williams showed up after not really doing much and I thought it was like get rid of this guy at the, you know he only had uh six catches through the first four games then he goes four for 106 so solid there yeah what do you uh what do you think about Miles Gaskin you know I, I don't think he's great but the volume's there and so he's worth worth playing in a lot of situations. What did he have? About ninety-one total yards and a touchdown. So that's that's good. That's that's really solid for fantasy. You're, you'll take that all day long. I yeah. I don't know if he's great, but there's something about him they like better than Matt Breida, which you know might just be we might just be wrong on Breida. He might not have had anything in him left. Well, you know, it's looking like that. I mean, he didn't look. You know, Gaskin looked better on the ground than Breida did today, even though Breida did have one catch for 31 yards, which is yep. always good to see. But it, it feels like Gaskin has a stranglehold on that backfield, and that is going to be up and down. Yep. But, hey, I mean, I, people have to play him, and you have to be pretty darn happy with him right now. Like, in injuries and everything like that, Gaskin is going to be a, a very, like, unsung hero. Yep. Uh, for the Niners, with Garoppolo, I mean, if he was still hurt, that, that just that's the story of what happened. Seven for 17, 77 yards and two picks. C.J. Beathard came in, was, was not really great either. Um, Mostert came back, 11 carries, 90 yards, and he di- did what he does. He had a 37-yard run. He's solid. But the thing, when he came back, Jarek McKinnon just disappeared. Yeah, and I know a lot. It. I mean, I was playing against McKinnon. <laughs> Thank God. But I, that was a weird one. And nope. uh, I don't think they knew what, what to do with all these guys. Mostert looked good again, like really good. You know, yeah. great. Even though obviously San Fran didn't do a whole yeah. lot, he, he got 11 carries. Uh, hey, he once again, like we're talking about Gaskin, Mostert does have the stranglehold on this backfield. If he's healthy, he's the guy you want to put in. And I think that is the takeaway. Like, this is a one back system, unlike last year. Yep. And I mean, do you feel like, I mean, do you have any confidence or any, any like wait and see with any other back on this team if Mostert was healthy? Not really. I think Mostert's the guy. He 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 has proven to be that. Can you drop McKinnon? So I know that's a rough question, but if you needed the spot, I think you that, can. How much you believe in Mostert? I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, Niners Niners receivers. Um, Ayuk three for forty four. Kittle only four for forty four. Debo two for nineteen. So yeah, not not uh 
It's not a good game for the Niners. They're, they're, they should be a good team, so hopefully they bounce back. All right, so final game here. Final one for us to talk about. Browns, Colts. Browns win 32-23. Browns are for real. They're actually a good football team here. And Baker, 247 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw two picks. Odell Beckham was one for one for 18 yards throwing the ball. <laughs> uh, kind of like we expected. This was the Kareem Hunt backfield. Dearness Johnson did get some carries, but we knew this wasn't going to be a split. You know, this wasn't going to be the case. But Hunt didn't overly impress with those 20 carries, but he did get a touchdown receiving the ball. But the Colts have a good defense. So very uh, good. So this was, this is, you know, in a way, when you, you know, grading on a curve, this was a pretty solid game, I would say, for, you know, offensively. You know, give them that. Yeah, this is exactly what I want to see. Like, yeah. would I have loved him to break off a run? Yeah, sure. But not only that, but you were also involved in the passing game to the point where you caught a touchdown. You had a good outing against a very good defense. And, uh, you know, and the Ernest Johnson didn't cut into you too badly. And you yep. got the win. Like, if, if I'm a hunt owner, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely yep. sad. If he can do this against them, then yep. moving forward, he is going to be a, a beast like we've seen um, yep. as the number one. It wasn't just like Chubb wears him down and then Hunt comes in and, you know, kind of takes him by surprise. Yep. Very good to see all around. And then, um, yeah, Odell and, and Jarvis, they had decent games. But, uh, you know, Higgins and Hunt are the ones that end up getting the touchdown. So no one overly impresses. But it is good to see that Odell, even though he only had, what, 50, 58 yards, it's good He's to involved. see they're still trying to – yeah, they're still trying to involve him. They're trying to figure out ways to get him the ball. And, and obviously even passing it, like they're just trying – like, you know, what play can we call just to make him in it to make sure he stays, you know, yep. in, the, in the correct headspace. Oh, for the Colts, River, Rivers just is not very good right now. <laughs> the 243, no touchdowns, two picks. Jonathan Taylor gets himself a rushing touchdown, but only 12 carries. But he, he's, he's solid with those carries. It's just not a huge workload right now. That was uh, T.Y. Hilton's best game, six for 69 <laughs> off 10 targets, just when we left him for dead too. But still not great, but at least he's involved at this point. But Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm very – impressed in a way i mean colts were three and one coming into this and they put up 23 points i mean they're i mean they were very close to being in this game and philip rivers had a you know it was an abysmal game it was very very bad by any stretch of the imagination if if he gets back on track and he plays better than he has been this colts team is going to be like for real i mean i wish they had a better quarterback at the moment Philip Rivers could be that guy. I don't know if it's just age finally got to him, but when you only lose to a team that was three and one coming into this as well, which was pretty decent, and I know they have a good pass rush, but hey, you know, you lose by nine points and your quarterback does literally nothing for you. Yeah. So I don't know. It's something to take away from the Colts. I know Colts fans were probably pretty down about this loss, but you guys are putting together something pretty special. All right, that'll do it, though, for the week five recap. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about some waiver wire pickups for you guys. Talk to you then.